The following podcast is presented by Secret Room Multimedia. Listening to Fairpoint. I'm Craig Lewis. I'm Nathan Kay. And this episode here is airing on September 24th, 2014, which means that tonight starts the new season of South Park. Yes! So you yes! are excited for it. Yes! <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know what's up with me right now. Yes. Uh, I fucking love South Park. I cannot wait. It's been so long ever since they switched to this. 10 episodes a year in one run. Bullshit. This will be their first time giving it a try. That's why we didn't get any new episodes in the spring. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I just want to know where they're going to go, if they're even going to even bother, you know, the whole thing of, of Wendy just, like, giving up on society. Oh, you know, if they're we going to continue about that. that. Whether or not that's going to... I don't think so. I just think that was just the ending of the episode. Go we'll back see. to status quo. We'll see. I can't wait. Oh, if only man. we weren't recording a podcast right now, this very night, at 10 p.m. Wednesday, September 24th. Well, if we were, then we'd be missing it. <laughs> well, that's we're... what I'm saying. We are. We're rec- it's live as people are listening to it. Because people are listening to this instead of watching South Park. My logic is very flimsy. People are probably not listening <laughs> to this Extremely on that flawed. Date. Actually, there's a... Bigger chance that they're listening to this on a different date than there is that they're listening to it on that date. Right. So they might have already seen the episode of South Park. That's true. Let us know how it was, man. Or they might not even watch South Park. This might be so far in the future that they're not even, they're like, South Park? What is this South Park you speak of? We skipped over that episode of Fairpoint. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because Fairpoint's one of the last remaining remnants of human society. We're like a cockroach. You can't kill us. <laughs> in, in that regard. In most regards. No, not cockroaches, Craig. Spiders. Ah, fucking spiders. I hate those goddamn things. That's the name of the album that we are discussing today. It is an album <sighs> by one, our respected fellow citizen. That's me, Nathan Kay. It was a side project I worked on. I did two albums under that moniker. Yeah, yeah, I know. He's got a really big ego. I'm not. What are you talking about? I'm just. He's a, he's our respected citizen. You think everybody thinks you're a respected citizen? Everybody you know, maybe. <laughs> no, that's not even what it's supposed to mean. It's just a name. It actually comes from a really old book of jokes that I found, and these jokes are so old that they're not even like funny. They're worse than dad jokes. They're like Susie puts peanut butter and jelly on the sandwich <laughs> it's a peanut butter uh, and jelly sandwich oh uh, there's something you're like wait stitches. that's funny that's funny it's hilarious i just made that one up but you you should you know what you should go on last comic standing there's one that says this is our respected fellow citizen he does this and it was like something that <laughs> i don't know <laughs> 
can't stop it. You're killing me. Oh, God. It wasn't he does this. No, I can't remember the example. That would have been a example. better punchline. I know why. Because, <laughs> you know, he said, he said they weren't really funny, but that one was a keeper. You should lead off with that one. It you... was just a fucking collection of words that I thought sounded cool. And okay. funny. And funny. <laughs> you fucking prick. I don't like that. I don't like the side of you, Nathan. So yeah, this episode's a little different. We're still, obviously, bantering, and we're still going to talk about the news here in a second. But then we're going to start talking about this album, and we're going to actually play the full album in its entirety. Just for you. Unprecedented. Like, we are, like, just tearing down walls. Yeah, Yeah. like, podcast, album, both. Fucking Gorbachev in this bitch. There's no lines anymore, man. It's 2014. Fairpoint Podcast, tear down this wall. That's what we do, man. See, there's no money in pioneering a new a new area. There's there's money in duplicating it after someone else already has. There you go. But we're the we're the Ladder. brave souls that that dare to do the the fucking former. Oh yeah, yeah, right, right, right. We are podcasting pioneers. Kind of. I, I everybody right now in podcasting is a podcasting pioneer. I think. True, except for the shitty ones. Nope, even the no, shitty yeah, ones. No, yeah, they're still pioneers. They sure are. They're trying, they're starting, they're going out west. They're looking for that gold. This is a untapped media right now. Like, it has not reached its full marketable potential. Podcasting in general, like, I can't, there's not enough podcasts. There aren't podcasts for every interest. Like, there are videos, for example. Podcasts have mostly or taken articles. over... Uh, my music listening time. Yeah, it's going to come soon enough. Everyone involved in podcasting right now is a pioneer of this brave new front. But yes, this episode is kind of a segue into the autumn. Scarepoint starts next week. As we said, Monster Cruise. We're talking about groups of monsters in each episode. And this is kind of, I love the fall. I think you love the fall too, right? I love the fall. This is this album was something I made in the fall. It's supposed to have a fall, autumny, Halloweeny feel, and I think this is a good segue into Scarepoint. Sweet, <laughs> that's real <laughs> neat. <laughs> Let me start off this news story by asking you something a little different. Nathan, do you miss Surge? No. Damn it. I was hoping you would say, you know, the other choice. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, there. Well, good news for you. <laughs> Coca-Cola is bringing back Surge. It's a Coca-Cola bringing back Surge party. Coca-Cola bringing back Surge party. They bring it back Surge. I, it's a I, I don't party. get it. I feel like, why did it ever leave? Did, like, it was your Mountain Dew. You know, Coca-Cola's no, Mountain Dew. Oh, I was like, it wasn't my Mountain Dew. Oh, not yours, personally. No, Mountain Coca-Cola's. Dew wasn't even my Mountain Dew. Ew. <laughs> I'll take a crab juice. We're like Mountain Ew. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it failed because it wasn't even as good as Mountain Dew. And that's the truth about it. So everybody that's all hyped up and happy, once the nostalgia wears off for all the young 30s and late 20s people, they're going to remember why it was discontinued in the first place. And they're going to go back to 
asking High C to bring back Ecto Cooler instead. That's my thoughts. You know, our comic shop has a couple surge cans still, still there, still unopened. Good for them. Now it doesn't matter because it's brought. Oh, first editions. I got you there. <laughs> so, because of a recent emerging problem with identity theft and fraud in India, well, it's not recent, but it's been really bad. Just in recently. India? Everywhere, I guess. But yeah. in India, the government was like, we got to do something about this. It's getting out of hand. They began instituting ID cards about like four years ago. Oh, man, they're putting the fist down. Complete with a 12 digit number, Dropping an iris hammer. scan fingerprints, and a photograph, as well as, you know, tons of information, the usual. So an iris scan, like like a retina scan type thing? I guess, yeah. Wow, we have really entered the time where a total recall is happening. Uh, well, this mailman was delivering one of these because they're just being mailed out to everybody. All of the citizens of India are getting one. Okay. He was delivering one to an address, but he couldn't find a person by that name at the address. The name was Hanuman. And he looked at the card, and he saw a picture of Hanuman, the Hindi monkey god. He's a man with a monkey's head and a tail. E- okay. Uh, he's a very, very popular and powerful and deity? Uh, relevant deity in huh. the Hindi mythology. It listed his mother as Pawanji, which is interesting because that was his father. That god was his father. I think his mother was a mortal human, maybe. I haven't brushed up on my Hindi in a while. but Yeah, uh, understandable. Hinduism, not Hindi. Hindi's a language. I'm sorry. I didn't even... Wow, that's <laughs> terrible of me to not even catch the difference. But yeah, he realized, what the fuck? So he went back, returned it, you know, and he's like, why is this being sent out? No one knows. I think it's because Hanuman is real. Yeah, probably. Because all these characters are real. Well, I mean, if it's your god and you believe one of your gods and you believe in it, why wouldn't it be real? It was an anomaly. But why doesn't it have an address? It had an address. Maybe Hanuman left. Oh, it was just like, gone oh, on vacation. Shit. They're about to find me. They sent me an ID card. They got my retina scan and my fingerprint. How did they do that? I don't know. I think it. I think the world would be pretty cool if Hanuman was real so sure I'm okay with it well it depends is it a benevolent god or a malevolent god no he's pretty benevolent then yes cool sure I'll take it seems like a fun guy so a cool thing too in Hindu like mythology like gods aren't necessarily even immortal like they're not considered mortal but they still live and die like everything else in the universe except for Brahma Brahma's the one. And then don't they get reincarnated? Like everything. Yeah. No, but seriously, though, Craig, everything. Everything gets reincarnated. They're working on a Married with Children sequel series. I don't like this. No? Is that O'Neill a part of it? I don't know. No one knows yet. a part of it? No one knows yet. That, to me, is what it hinges on. I don't give a fuck about Buddy. (laughs) Is Christina Applegate a part of it? I don't know. Nobody knows yet. It's just in the works. Well, if it's going to be a sequel, it better have those two. Yes. Al and Peggy have to be on it. They At were least the just part them. of the show. Maybe like, you know, the kids moved out. Finally. Even if it's about the kids, so long as Al and Peggy are in there. I don't care if they're the grandparents. They have to have, they have, to have a regular appearance on the show. And oh. this is coming from somebody that's still watching Girl Meets World, which had one appearance of Mr. Feeney, one appearance of Minkus, and Cory and Topanga. In every episode, and that's it. I finally saw the the season premiere of that show, and I was 
Not impressed at all. No, I'm I, sure you weren't. It's not actually, a fan. I like it. it I like it. it, it I, I don't know. I like it. I can't help it. I like it. You got it. a guilty pleasure. Sometimes I watch it. I'm like, am I just liking this ironically? Or no, am you're I truly not. Enjoying you're, myself? you're enjoying it nostalgically is what you're doing. <laughs> I like the characters. Yo, her best friend is a fucking beast. And like uh, Minkus's son, Ferkel, is the shit. He's so cool. Yeah. It's a cool show. I don't know. I, I, I got into it. But I called it when that show came out. I was like, this is going to watch. Everybody else is going to start doing it. Then they had the Saved by the Bell made-for-TV movie about the cast. And now yeah. they're talking about bringing Married with Children back. I liked Married with Children. I thought it was very ahead I loved of its Married time with Children. in terms of its comedy. As a kid, I liked it more as it was that raunchy comedy that, uh, that my parents didn't want me watching. Yeah. And... You know, it was more, ooh, you know, I'm being bad by watching Married with Children. But growing up later, they would always have, you know, on syndication, they'd always have it on TBS or whatever random channel. Uh, I gained a bigger appreciation for the show, you know, as a storytelling. Great writing, great performances. It really was a really good sitcom. And I don't usually like that kind of like white trash, like, you know what I mean? Working class But it was done so tongue in cheek. And so well. And the characters were likable and hateable, which is like the best character. Yeah, for real. I can tell you right now, hands down, nobody has ever done a better quote-unquote talking dog in anything ever, any other media. Fuck Marmaduke. Marmaduke doesn't even talk. Oh, wait, the movie he does. I don't know why. His best friend's George Lopez. I don't know. I wasn't even following. You, sir, have never seen Heidi Fourpaws. (laughs) (laughs) You got me there? <laughs> so have you heard about what I've been calling the Kanye debacle? I don't think so. Oh, I mean, Jesus. Feel, is that just the fact that, to me, the Kanye debacle started right after college dropout? Fair enough. His, his early shit was amazing. His fucking producer skills were amazing. The college dropout, his debut album was amazing. And then his producer skills were still good. And now I feel like even that is just banal and lame and the same old shit. Well, thank you for depicting his entire life for everybody. But no, he had a major face palm moment on tour. What else is new? Because of his ego. What else is new? I'm, I can continue, and you can just keep repeating that statement. Okay. I mean, I could. I, or I could just uh, I'll take the I'm just going to tell the story I'll now. just take the same clip of me saying it and keep playing it. Okay. You do that. So he's on tour, right? What and else is new? There was a part where he had the crowd get up with him and sing along to his song. What else is new? And in his skewed ego, his giant inflated ego, he noticed what that- What else is new? He noticed that somebody wasn't standing and cheering somehow what else in the is new? sea of thousands somehow. So he tells this person to stand up and join in with everybody else. And this person's just not getting up. So he gets the rest of the crowd to start chanting, stand up, stand up, stand up. Okay. And then he tells them he's not going to continue until this person stands up and starts, you know, getting in <laughs> with everything. And he sits down, crosses his legs... Pulls out his 3DS. He's like, I'm raising my fucking Pidgey. Yes. Level up, bitches. But then he notices, upon further investigation, that this guy's in a wheelchair. Oh, 
my God. There's video of it on the internet. And what did he do? He just goes, oh, shit, sorry, you can stay sitting. <laughs> Real things happen in the world. <laughs> <laughs> But the real problem here is how big is your fucking ego that you spot one person out of a sea of thousands not <laughs> cheering and say, nope, we're not moving on until this guy cheers for me. <laughs> Get real. Jesus Christ. topic of this podcast as we said before is our own nathan k's album spiders now i have to know with all the busyness of you doing the podcast working your jobs at the time how the hell did you find time to make an album well we weren't doing the podcast at the time that i made this oh that makes more sense this now. was during the hiatus this was oh, okay fall 2012 there it is fall 2012 yes um and what made you want to, you know, just like sit down and like make a new ambiance type album? Oh, dude, I'm always making music. Uh, I actually, in the last few years, I haven't been making music as much as I used to. You know, I've done a lot of hip hop stuff. Yeah. I've done a lot of rap stuff. You can. Yeah. So like to me, my YouTube, this or... is new other than, you know, the intro tour podcast. Which what, is, this which your own stuff? music, yeah. Like, this was a big album. I really put a lot of work into. Um, the latter half of 2012 was a big like turning point in my life in a lot of regards. And Okay, I can kind of see that in the music. Even we began the podcast at the beginning of 2013. Well, we began it in 2012, but we picked it back up at the beginning of 2013, and that was a big part of that too. But Yeah, right. Yeah, the music, the the album was definitely definitely had a lot to do with that. Like I was at this point where I was I don't know, I was feeling a lot and it wasn't some of it was negative, some of it was positive. It was overwhelmingly like more positive than negative. But uh it had a lot to do with, you know, like maybe triumph over a lot of negative things. Cool. Nothing too serious, you know, nothing like Right, but even the I small things count. Battling with drug addiction or anything like that, you know, but Yeah. Um but yeah, I could totally kind of hear that when I listen to it. Uh, it's almost like the album itself has a progression and almost like an evolution type feel to it. And an urgency. I wanted to kind of convey an urgency. Like a lot of stuff almost seems, or at least is intentionally, I don't know, I don't, unfinished yeah. to build a sense of urgency. Like none of it is unfinished. It's all meticulously labored over over the course of only like a month or two, but... You know, when you put a lot of work into it, when you get all, you know, crazy and hermit like and you just lock yourself in your room and you're sitting there just like moving beats and stuff like that. I could see you doing. That. Oh, yeah. Done with a ton of different programs. There wasn't one program that I made it on. Put it through oh, really? the lens of a ton of different like ways to manipulate sound. That's crazy. And yeah, so this is all you on a computer, right? Yep. Nuts. Every bit of it is computer generated. I kind of tried to work to not make it sound that way. I wanted it to have an organic but digital sound. Yeah. I almost kind of think of it as ancient music from the future. 
Or rather, ancient music in the future or something. I don't know. Yeah. Well, One or we, other. When time, because it's like a circle. Linear. Or, no. When it loops around itself. <laughs> it's and not it's linear. so far in the future that it's in the past. Cyclical. <laughs> yeah. Future, I'm approved that it's cyclical. <laughs> Whoa, blow your fucking mind, bro. At least one or two of the tracks on here, like you said, had kind of a digital feel to it. Uh, this is probably the best compliment I'll ever give to you about your music coming from me and my likes and tastes. But I could totally see maybe Bright Eyes doing a song with that music. Some oh, cool. of a couple okay. of tracks, at least. That's cool. Conor Oberst is definitely a very artistic individual. I like to think of this as avant-garde music. And right. His music is definitely kind of avant-garde folk. Yes, uh, exactly. So. But he does have, um, there are a lot of different electronic yes. uh, elements to certain albums. But yeah, I could totally kind of see him doing something over that. But I would be honored. Kinda, yeah, <laughs> that'd be sweet. Uh, but yeah, you said it's avant-garde, uh, very ambience-like. It's, it's definitely a relaxing yet uh, suspenseful almost feel of an album. I wanted it to be sort of unnerving in a sense. Like you said, on like relaxing, but at the same time, a little on edge. Or yeah, exactly. Or, it's not just chill music. No, it's, it's not. not. There's times when it's downright aggressive and there's yes. times when it's there's calm, a moment in... it almost feels like it's masking. The calm is masking yeah, something. Exactly. It's just boiling underneath. There's a moment in connect the dots where uh, it's just, it's it's very almost like uh, the eye of the hurricane. It's very serene almost and like just kind of slow and dull. And then it just gets aggressive. Like you said, you know, it just builds up with uh, with the drum synths. Did I say that right? Yeah. <laughs> OK, cool. Very drum heavy. It's it's I like treating drums percussions as with as much of a focus as people treat like guitar or bass or vocals i think drums are just as great an instrument that can oh, yeah. be used in more ways than although there's nothing wrong with that which you know? uh i don't know if you knew this about me which is why one of the reasons why i like certain hardcore bands or uh metal or metalcore or whatever is because of these this certain band has like awesome drums like the drum beat is you know unique and i just love drums too so and while you wouldn't really label this no one would label this as like rock and roll oh, or no. as metal you mean or your album yeah oh no not but at all i was just talking about drums it does draw a lot of inspiration from punk rock and a lot of inspiration from like noise rock and math rock there's a lot of complex shit in there. There's a lot of like, like, Math a lot of shit that crazy. comes from punk rock and and noise music. Noise music. Well, there's noise rock. You ever I, listen to noise I have, rock? but I just think it's great. Just the, a wall of sound. Like I love that. Just just hearing somebody say noise music <laughs> it reminds <laughs> me of like yeah music. the crazy old lady next door no, that's pissed it's off it's very layered a lot of noise rock and noise yeah. music is incredibly layered and so to I've the never casual listener it, it just sounds noise. like noise there are a few bands i distinctly know like that and i would have always just called them experimental well it's very but, experimental too yeah, the whole thing is born of experiment a song begins as one like framework or one basic thing, and then I sample that and gut that and rework that. So in the end, we discover you're a madman, layering it, changing it, twerking the fucking. I'm twerking on twerking it. all that. <laughs> um, no, I'm not twerking on it. But you know, I'm, I'm twerking hard, and uh, it's a lot of twerk. It's hard twerk. Uh, how many times can you say <laughs> that without before I puke? <laughs> I don't know. I'm twerking on it. Oh. <clears throat> 
<laughs> but no, it's uh, that's that's what's fun about creating music to me is to constantly, consistently go back, change it, work with it, fuck with it. To me, it's not as much about like the live performance of music as it is the the creation and the you're an evil experimentation, mad scientist. <laughs> So crazy. Uh, bravo on this, by the way. It's it's really good for what... If that's what you say you were looking to achieve, you certainly did achieve it in this album. Word. Thank you, um, man. It means a lot to me. And way... I mean, I guess in a way, you do the same thing with our podcast when you're editing and shit. I just... I applaud you because I would not have the patience to sit down and just play with stuff like that. Not to the same extent, but we do have an upcoming podcast in the next couple months that I have been putting as much work as I did on this album into, and that'll be out soon. Oh my and, God, uh, I'm, I can't wait. That'll be interesting. You showed me that, and it was brilliant. You, well, you guys are in you. for a treat. You guys are so in for a treat. You're going to laugh harder than you did at the... Yeah, never mind. No spoilers. You said there's an unnerving quality to the album. Uh, you labeled it spiders, which to me are very unnerving. Yes. Uh, did you come up with a title for the album first, or did you work on the project and then later figure out that that was a good title for it, it was a good flow and feel? I think a little bit of both. I wasn't just like, I'm going to make an album called Spiders, and this is what it's going to be, and then made it. Whenever I approach music from that perspective of, this is what I'm going to do, I'm going to make this, <laughs> it doesn't work. I've had tons of albums... I've had tons of album ideas, concept albums and stuff that I want to do, but I can't because you can't force artistic expression like that. Right, it's not you're a just podcast. forcing yourself to like maybe – now you're like, I have to create this specific thing. Yeah, and it, it doesn't work Instead out. Instead of just so letting your shit flow. I think I was kind of working on stuff and I started to develop this idea of what I wanted to make out of an album and the idea of it being called Spiders – spiders are kind of it's hard for me to simplify this you know what i mean it's not meant to be explained you know okay i'll do my best but it's it's like any art it's meant to just have whatever effect on you it has and whatever you take out of it that's what it is but i can do my best to, so even that i can't explain everything i take out of this but okay. i can do my best i guess to kind of sum it up like spiders are kind of in this sense at least like representative they're like a symbol of kind of fears and insecurities that I guess they can be they can be both personal or they can be general, you know. And they're things that you are never going to escape. You're never going to be rid of. You're never going to get rid of the spiders. There's certain things you can work on. You're an alcoholic, you can work on that. You, you know what but I mean? But you'll you, always be an alcoholic. Okay, I guess that is, that is more of there a spider then. But there's certain things you can work on and change about your life. And there's certain things that you have to learn to deal with that are always going to be there. And, yeah. uh, and I guess, so in that sense, it has a lot to do with both, both of those things. Like it, it has a lot to do with those insecurities and fears and primal fears, individual fears, vulnerability. And of course also autumn. I wanted it to have an autumn fall feel. I wanted it to feel like fall music and, uh, Halloween and it does the cover art is orange and black yeah that screams Halloween to me those are the colors obviously associated with Halloween uh, which is associated with fall Um, what exactly is the picture because it's almost like an ink blot type thing yeah it's a spider it's a spider okay great you can yeah yeah I put that together I like it (laughs) 
I didn't want you to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted you to tell me it was something else. It's, I wanted you to tell champ, me it was, a, it was you, a fluffy cloud. You tell Craig it was champ. Uh, Spiders more like champs. More like it was a spider on a log. So yeah, it's an eight-track album. Um, if you want to actually download this album in its entirety, I mean, hey, you already have. It's we're about to play it in a minute. The whole thing, unabridged and uninterrupted for you. But if you'd like to download it as eight separate tracks, put it on your iPod, not as a podcast. Be my guest. You can find it on SoundCloud. We're gonna talk about all that later on after the album. We'll meet you back here. But uh. Just just so you got some context and some idea, the eight tracks are number one, Spiders. Number two. We Are All Magicians. Three. Accident Prone. Of course. Number four. The Mysterious Stranger, part one. Ooh, part one. Ooh. And then number five, of course, is The Mysterious Stranger, part two. Oh, I thought it was going to be part three. The Mysterious Stranger was a Mark Twain yes. novel like that was, was unfinished. Interesting shit. Number and that, six. Oh my god, I get it because it's like it has two. It has to be two tracks because it's unfinished. Sure, I totally <laughs> in, intended <sighs> that. Absolutely, you're a genius. Okay, six. Connect the dots. As I had said before, I, as I just did. <laughs> oh my god, I did it. The dots they were connected the whole time. <laughs> And a straight M. Night Shaman line. This activity ass. book is used. <laughs> I want my money back. No wonder it was only a quarter. Someone went through this and made all these pictures. Champ! <laughs> no! It was... Look at this crossword puzzle. Everyone is champ. How, this is eight letters across. How'd they make that champ? <laughs> How did they make it champ? It's really asparagus. Number seven. Pepper's Ghost. Uh, Pepper the dog? <laughs> no, who whose dog is that? Oh, you don't need to know. <laughs> don't, worry, don't worry about it. If you don't know, don't worry about it. You know, so what you're saying is you don't know. <laughs> it just sounded like a dog name. It is a dog name. <laughs> yeah, okay. I see a, a dog that doesn't live anymore. Crystal clear facade, Craig. <sighs> no, Pepper's Ghost is the... Special effects technique used at like Disney's Haunted Mansion. It was used oh, okay. to create hologram Tupac. He wasn't really a hologram. It was a smoke and mirrors trick. It was really Tupac, you mean? Yes, it, was it really wasn't Tupac, really a hologram. Right? He really showed Tupac. up. Yes. God. Crazy. Just, it's easier this way, guys. <laughs> that is that is so so good to hear. Damn and it. Number eight is legs. <sighs> oh, I. Oh my God. The final string was connected. <laughs> Looks like you figured out my web. Time is uh, cyclical. <laughs> All right, so I guess uh, without further ado, this is the album, Spiders. Thank you. 
So there you have it, everybody. That was Spiders, the unnerving yet somewhat calming debut album by our fellow respected citizen. There's also a second album up on the SoundCloud if you want to go check it out. It's called The Unknot. It has a different feel, a little more digital. A little unknotting. And you can find Spiders there too. SoundCloud.com slash Our Respected Fellow Citizen. This was kind of cool, actually. I didn't know how this would work, but it was interesting kind of, kind of having a special guest on Fairpoint that is my partner. <laughs> so it was like I got to do the interviewing and you got to answer the questions. I hope the, the listeners enjoyed it. Uh, it, was, it was cool for me. You know, I know you were you're probably looking for a podcast to hear people talk and we were like, listen well, we were to talking. this music. We were talking but, though for a good, sure. good bit. Uh, I hope you liked it. Well, as you are our special guest on Fairpoint in the Secret Room, is there anything else you'd like to plug before you get out of here? Um, well, I mean, if you want to hear any of my old hip hop, you can find some on my other SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash Shaggy the Shaman. SoundCloud's popping up everywhere. You can also find older hip-hop and newer hip-hop and older electronica and older hip-hop beats and newer stuff coming soon on my YouTube, youtube.com slash Shaggy the Shaman. And I do a Pokemon podcast. It's called Sylph Radio. You can find that on iTunes. You can find it on like Pod Bay, like all those motherfucking pl- Wherever you're listening to Fairpoint... You should be able to find Sylph Radio. Okay. I was actually just uh, offering a courtesy to you, so wrap it up. Uh, Let's get moving on. No, I'm not moving on until I hear applause. Every motherfucker should be applauding. This motherfucker ain't applauding. This motherfucker ain't applauding. This motherfucker ain't applauding. I'm only doing it so we can move on. There's only one other person in the room with me, and I'm pointing at random (laughs) spots in the room for no reason. If you'd like to give us a round of applause, please. You, you could just sit wherever you are, you know, in your room at Comfortably, work. Comfortably, I might just add. Start clapping. If you're driving while you're doing this, we advise you not to give us a round of applause. Please, it's not worth it. Well, do it at stoplights. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but uh, a more effective way would be to go demonstrate your approval. By giving us a thumbs up on Facebook, the little like button. Ah, the internet's equivalence of an applause. Yeah. And not only that, but it works out in the best for both of us. We get another like to add to our ever-growing list of fans. And you could uh, show off to all your friends how cool you are because you liked our page. That's cool. That that's true. I was I was super actually, jelly. I was gonna go with all the updates and like ancillary entertainment <laughs> that they get out of fr- friending us on Facebook. Well, it's not friending; it's liking. But that's know, just a minor perk. Everything it's it's friending to us. You become our friend. It's mostly like because they look cool doing it. Or you can like us, like us on Tinder or OkCupid. No, please don't. No, we haven't actually made accounts for those pages. I. No, thank you. No Maybe need. someday Fairpoint will meet a nice lady podcast. <laughs> but <laughs> we don't need to rush into things. We're going to hook it up. We're going to give Fairpoint a makeover. We're going to make Fairpoint Aww. take off its glasses, let down its hair. Oh, we're going to she's all that it? Which I always thought was bullshit because some girls look... Mo- all Everybody looks good in glasses. And... A lot of girls look good with their hair up. Like, what was the fuck? It was just promoting a dumb stereotype. 
in like every movie. It's a dumb romantic flick shit. They did that shit like last week on Girl Meets World and it pissed me off. It's because Girl Meets World sucks. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, now I'm attractive. No, you were just as attractive when you had glasses in your hair and braids. Remember, Nathan, they're minors. (laughs) (laughs) It's not even like that, Craig. (laughs) Gotcha. (laughs) You should see the look on his face. It's the same look on my face as it always is. You can see the look on my face at our Facebook. Just like the page. Follow us on Twitter. At FairPointPod. Send us an email. FairPointPodcast at Yahoo.com. I had Gmail in there. It's not Gmail. It is Yahoo. Why did you have Gmail in there? Because that's what I was used to. At least one person is going to hear this and be like, it was FairPointPodcast at Gmail.com, right? Yeah, so we're, we're correcting that for them. Recently, we heard from a new fan. He wants to hear a Wacky Races episode. You fucking got it, dude. Dude, absolutely. Oh, real. We are a little booked because, as you may or may not know, next week starts... Ghost! Scare point! Ghost point! Scare point. Scare point! Our fucking October Halloween Fall Spectacular so should it be called ScarePoint 2014 or ScarePoint 2.0? Just ScarePoint. Fair enough. Scare enough. Ah, that was good. So we're kind of booked throughout October. We're half booked throughout November and December. You might not hear the episode till early 2015, but we're going to fucking do it. Absolutely. You got it, pal. I so thought you were going to go with a full house quote there. Got it, dude. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was being an Olsen twin. I'm sorry. Hey, if you're listening and you are a Redditor, please share us on Reddit. It'd be really cool. Let other people know what you're into, like share your favorite episode or something like that, or the podcast in general. Absolutely. Uh, And you know what would be a good opportunity to will be for the beginning of ScarePoint. Absolutely. So next time, the first episode of ScarePoint 2014 2.0.3. The Resurrection. The Adams Family. Oh, I fucking love The Adams Family. And who can forget that classic, uh, unforgettable Adams Family theme? They, they do, do what they want to do, say, say what they want to say, wear what they want to wear, play what they want to play, Adams Family. No, no, fuck. Uh. I hated that fucking MC Hammer song. Like, Oh, wait. That was a joke to you? <laughs> I love hip-hop. I don't like the Adams Family MC Hammer song. Uh, <laughs> not a Hammer, good match. Hammer, don't hurt him, Hammer. Don't hurt him. Not a good match in my eyes. <laughs> no, not quite. You could find this footage of MC Hammer being like, I had to find the delicate balance of like, like respecting portraying the spirit of the series in the movie. While at the same time representing what I what MC Hammer truly is and all this, it's just like, oh my god. Uh, yeah, but think of it this way: it could have been Shaquille O'Neal. I'm not even joking. I just don't it know could if, have been. I don't know if Adam's family meshes well with pop music. That's that's the issue. It's not even that it's hip hop; it's that it's fucking pop music. Okay. I could totally see like the Adam's family listening to hip hop. Wednesday Adams probably loves Hobson. Hobson. Yeah. Let's save that for next week, okay? All right. From SecretRoomMultimedia.com. I'm Craig Legs Lewis. And I'm Nathan K. Scream at you next time. Ooh.
I like it.